Welcome to Fishing Forward, a podcast inspired by fishermen for fishermen that focuses on health, safety, and staying ship shape in the commercial fishing industry. Fishing Forward is brought to you by the Northeast Center for Occupational Health and Safety, who are dedicated to reducing risk in agricultural, forestry, and fishing industries by working to understand their safety and health challenges to identify solutions so workers can survive and thrive on the job. Fishing Forward is also brought to you by myself, Dr. Hannah Harrison. And by me, Dr. Philip Loring. We are both longtime fisheries researchers working on the Coastal Roots Project at the University of Guelph in Ontario, Canada. We're excited to bring you in-depth discussions with both researchers and fishermen about the ins and outs of the commercial fishing industry, with a focus on how to stay healthy and safe, whether on deck or on the slime line. This podcast was inspired by fishermen who shared their concerns about their health, safety, and general well-being. The many researchers who make up our podcast team were inspired to work with those fishermen to understand their questions and concerns and find a way to share existing tools, knowledge, and actionable real-world solutions to those challenges. The goal of this podcast is to discuss real challenges that face the health and safety of fishermen everywhere and to encourage peer-to-peer learning by bringing you the voices of fishermen who are innovating around these challenges. So to do that, we're going to cover a wide range of topics in this podcast. We'll be talking about sleep or lack thereof, injuries, and how to avoid them, nutrition and diet, caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine consumption, stress and anxiety, and more. Now, a quick little note on language before we dive in. What to call people who harvest seafood for a living? Fishers? Fishermen, fisherwomen, fish harvesters, fisher folk. This is a hot topic among fishing folks and fisheries researchers, and everybody seems to have a different opinion. But in our experience with the industry, which is also mirrored in research, we've found that people who harvest seafood preferred to be called fishermen, regardless of their gender identity. So we're going to go with that. And you'll hear that word frequently throughout the podcast. But please know that in doing so, We mean to include all who work in this industry. All right, now on to our show. Hi, I'm Laurel Kinsel. Um, I'm an associate professor in the College of Public Health and Human Sciences at Oregon State University. And my area of specialty where I teach and do research is in occupational safety and health. One of the core ideas in this podcast is that fishermen are athletes. Specifically, they're what's called an industrial athlete. I spoke with Dr. Kinsel to try to understand what that means. Many occupations and industries have really challenging job demands, both physically and um, emotionally, mentally. Workers must be fit, strong, flexible, and coordinated, really to have the endurance that they need Um, to not just complete the work, but also to be efficient and safe as they complete it. So you can think about someone's, uh, you know, occupations that you may already consider firefighters, um, production and manufacturing workers, um, even nursing aides, but even think about commercial fishermen. So this term industrial athlete kind of came into use over the past decade Um, when there was a realization about these parallels um, and also about injuries that happen in these industries. I think it's important to point out here that this concept of an industrial athlete does bring to mind something like the automotive industry or a steel mill, or in a fishing context, a factory trawler on the high seas. 
but that's not what we're talking about here. No, what we're talking about here is the athleticism associated with the physically intensive jobs like commercial fishing. Well, think about it. So professional athletes, when you, when you think about those group of individuals, they really take a holistic approach to their physical and mental training because they have to compete at this really high level, this elite level. Um, their training builds up over time. It's not like they just jump in and they're professional athletes. Um, they allow for rest um, so that they can recuperate. Um, this is all so that the athlete does not become injured um, from what we call overuse injuries or even what we call cumulative trauma, which is something that happens over time. So workers in physically demanding jobs um, do not necessarily have to train at the level of the athlete, but they are athletes and they can really benefit from respecting kind of the nature and the demands of their own work and how they can really be best prepared for it. Now, to be clear, we are not imagining that fishermen are out on their boats throwing baseballs around. Rather, fishermen are using their bodies in similar ways. For example, tossing a fish into a brailer bag or into a plastic tub over and over again may have the same impacts on the arm and shoulder as, say, throwing a football or a baseball. So what we're getting at here is the idea that due to the nature of their work, fishermen are athletes in their own way. So yeah, so rather than what we called an industrial athlete, let's talk about professional fishing athletes. So um, in commercial fishing, and also this may not seem right to you, not all fisheries or all parts of the season will be full speed all of the time. But I think many fishermen can relate to how physically and emotionally demanding the work can be. Um, we do have records nationally in the U.S. about a third of fishermen report severe low back pain. Also studies that have been done um, in the U.S., but also internationally, researchers suggests that the state of mental health of fishermen is a cause for concern, but overcoming these physical and mental challenges can lead to great job satisfaction. I know a lot of fishermen love their work, but I think they can also appreciate that sometimes it truly is, um, it takes mental stamina as well as physical stamina um, to really get through um, their push, especially in those really intense times in the season. The best example I can give, because I'm located here in the Pacific Northwest, is with the Dungeness crab fishery. So the deckhands in this fishery, um, all the crab pots are in a line that get pulled up to the side of the vessel um, with a block. Um, but that fisherman must really orient and position the pot so that they can harvest the crab. That pot is extremely heavy. It requires some agility to work with your other deckhand to coordinate the movement. So it takes coordination, just like teamwork would be with a professional athlete. So it takes the strength of being able to lift it and the strength of being able to either bang the pot to get the crab out or lift the crab out. And then it all is done kind of in concert with how the line is being pulled up, the motion of the vessel. They have got to be very much in a strong position to stay upright and to handle the gear. Um, and just like professional athletes, like at the time um, they go out, um, they may be competing outdoors. And so fishermen, definitely their work environment is the outdoors. And so some days it will be just perfect. And other days it may be very stormy, um, very slippery, very cold, very hot. 
So similar to that, like being prepared for the various conditions and setting yourself up um, just as an athlete might need to if they're competing on a specific day when they also can't control the weather. One of the reasons we're using this idea of the professional fishing athlete is because it gives us a frame of reference for thinking about how to make jobs in the fishing industry safer and how to make sure fishermen themselves can lead healthier lives. While all fishermen probably deal with aches and pains here and there, Fishing can lead to serious and debilitating injuries, to mental health crises, and other negative long-term outcomes. One of our goals with this podcast is to give listeners the tools and ideas that they need for avoiding these worst-case scenarios. And here, Dr. Kinsel suggests that professional fishing athletes can learn from the example of professional sports and other industrial athletes. So one... um... Anyone starting a season or even brand new fishermen, greenhorns, consider if spring training is needed. We all know what spring training is. You've been sitting around, so you haven't really been in shape, but you know you got to gear up for the season. You know, what can you do to actually get into shape um, that you need to work? Um, and, and how can that be facilitated? You know, it might be gym memberships, it might be, you know, standard exercises that you think are helpful. Um, The second thing is providing feedback and training specific to the work tasks and the environment. Even if you have a seasoned crew that comes back, you know, at the beginning of the season or during the season, um, really pointing out specifically how the work can be done more efficiently or how the work, you know, just provide creating this opportunity to discuss how things are done and how they could be done more efficiently or more safely um, is very important. And especially if the environment is changing the season or the, the weather. The third thing is providing proper, the proper tools, equipment, and knowledge to your fishermen that will allow them to do their jobs, um, as we mentioned, efficiently and safing, safely. So considering setting up the environment and the tasks, um, considering safety and ergonomic designs, um, and we'll kind of go into that, what ergonomics is and and, um, what some typical things that you can do to improve ergonomics um, in a future podcast. Um, Another aspect of this um, could be addressing symptoms immediately. So understanding when you are feeling pain or you're feeling specific symptoms um, is very important to address anything that is causing that and the ability then to prevent it from um, being that cumulative trauma or over time really worsening. Related to that is timely and appropriate first aid. You know, no fisherman is um, sitting um, on the dock, maybe before you fish, but you're not able to call 911 and get um, somebody there immediately. So always crews should be trained in appropriate wilderness, what we call wilderness first aid, um, so that they're able to address if, if an injury happens so that again, that, that the outcome of that doesn't become more severe um, as time goes on. So I think some of our takeaways here are that people working in the fishing industry are using their bodies and minds in a similar way as professional sports athletes. Accordingly, they might benefit from some of the same practices we see from the pros. So we're going to spend the next few months of this podcast figuring out what the fishing athlete approach looks like in the day-to-day. And let's start with an obvious one, the body, and how fishermen's bodies are challenged during the course of their work. Let me start by introducing you to Dr. Don Bloswick, Professor Emeritus in Mechanical Engineering at the University of Utah. 
His research looks at the human body as a mechanical system and applies general principles of physics and engineering to understand how internal stressors work within our bodies. Importantly, he wants to quantify those stressors and then try to come up with ways to reduce them. Currently, Dr. Vlaswick works with people who work in the auto industry, doing things like assembling cars, as well as with commercial fishermen. Now, these might not really seem like similar industries, but in fact, the impacts that they have on the body have some major parallels. I asked Dr. Blaswick to describe a little bit of the types of injuries he often sees in the commercial fishing industry. Well, I'm going to separate that out to offshore and, and then onshore processing, if that's okay. Uh, you know, offshore, as, as you probably are familiar with, with your background, there's some incredible material handling activities, pushing and pulling pots around on, on the on, on deck, uh, lifting long rolls of line, very stressful activities from a shoulder and back standpoint. So that's what we would see. I'm not saying exclusively, but I'm going to say predominantly offshore in commercial fishing on deck. Onshore in commercial fish processing, what I've seen, and I've been in several of the major processors. I, I don't think I've been in every one in Alaska, but I've been in processors all over the state, including out in the Aleutians. And uh, that tends to be more highly repetitive activities where there are people trimming fish, making fillets look nice before they go into the frozen uh, boxes or the boxes of frozen fillets. So that would be a little more not exclusively, but a little more what we call upper extremity musculoskeletal disorders. And that's often abbreviated as, if you see it on print, UEMSD. And then the other would be low back and shoulder, which tend to be more handling heavy materials. I'm really glad that Dr. Blaswick mentions both the on and offshore aspects of the fishing industry. As I think a lot of times, when people think fishing, they only think of the person on the boat. But there's a whole other important side of the industry here with processing, packing, and transporting fish as well. And it makes sense that those jobs would also have impacts on workers and their bodies. They absolutely do. And Dr. Blaswick went on to explain that a little bit more. There, there's two general kinds of injuries that, that people see in the workplace. And one is, due to, is the upper extremities, which is the shoulders, elbows, hands, wrists. Uh, those tend to be the kinds of things that are seen onshore fish processing where they're rapidly manipulating fillets or, or fish uh, fish pieces. Now, they also do, of course, hauling around heavy boxes, but the, uh, the majority of the workers onshore and fish processing, I think, are being exposed to high, what we call high-frequency, low-force activities. Now, for those people who are working on boats on the harvesting end of things, injuries tend to look a little bit different. On deck, it can be the other end, which are less frequent, not infrequent, but less frequent, heavy lifting, lowering, pushing, pulling, carrying, which in that sort of activity tends to result in more injuries to the shoulder and back. So for people who are doing a lot of repetitive motions, but are not using a lot of force necessarily, such as when filleting fish, you might see a lot of hand, wrist, and elbow injuries. But if you're doing a lot of heavy lifting or lowering, pushing, and pulling, you're probably going to see more shoulders and back injuries. Is that right? That's exactly right. And I think what's tricky here is that in many fisheries, we see a combination of those activities. For example, if somebody hauls in their gear, there's, that's a lot of stress on the back and the shoulders. But then they might sit down and spend many hours picking fish out of those same nets, which involves a lot of repetitive motion in the hands, wrists, arms, and shoulders. 
So you end up with sort of the worst of both worlds. Dr. Blaswick also talked about another somewhat insidious element here, and that is that a lot of activities we see in the fishing industry happen in this really awkward sort of bent over position. That is when we bend from the waist. If you bend over and you weigh 200 pounds, uh, your upper body weighs about 100 pounds. And uh, when you stand up from a flex position, the effect of the upper body weight would be somewhat like lifting a 100-pound box held about 12 inches out from your, from your stomach. Some people don't often realize that, that it may not be the load they're lifting, but it's their posture and the part of their body that they're lifting that can add quite a bit of stress to the, to the back. And as Dr. Kinsel mentioned earlier in this episode, the constantly shifting, slippery working surface that is so often found in fishing boats can really amplify the stressors that fishermen's bodies are experiencing. We also know that when people have a load in their hands, for example, and uh, they, they have unstable footing and they may not fall, but they may slip and they have to recover from that slip and they have a heavy load in their hands, that that recovery generates forces in the muscles, in the body, in the torso that can cause an increase in compressive loading. And I, I can't, literally can't think of a more... Uh, non unstable work environment than on deck in a in, in a smaller by smaller I mean like the deadliest catch sort of boats the smaller uh, boats when you've got rocking and rolling and and maybe even a, a very slippery work surface to make it worse. Now, all of this might sound kind of dire. It's a lot of stress in the body, often due to unavoidable conditions on the boat, but. Luckily, there are things that fishermen can do to help prevent stress-related injuries. But when you can, try to keep your torso as upright as you can and keep the load close. Try to not flex your, your, your torso at the waist to bend so your torso is horizontal. You know, it's easy for us to say that. We're sitting here at our desk and we're writing all these recommendations. And then there's some poor fisherman out there that has been working 10 or 12 hours and he or she is fatigued and really, really tired, and it's easier, it's less energy to bend at the waist and pick up a box, where if they flexed at the knees to pick it up, it would be less stress on the back. But it's, it's really understandable that when people are fatigued, they tend to lift without the best, what we call biomechanics, without the best uh, postures in their body. And perhaps the first and easiest way to minimize injury is rest. The next important lesson is that a moving body is a happy body. In our conversation, Dr. Blaswick explained that when we're doing something difficult, like holding on to a heavy load, and we maintain what's called a static posture, which is just another way of saying holding still, our muscles actually have a harder time getting rid of the byproducts they produce while they're working. So like lactic acid buildup when you run or work out. Exactly. So in order to keep our blood vessels open and our muscles moving those byproducts out of our system, it really helps to keep in motion. So what kind of motion are we talking about here? Are some better than others? Definitely. Twisting, particularly in the torso area, produces a lot of stress on the body. So Dr. Blaswick recommends trying to remain as upright as possible, avoid twisting, and whenever you can, try to lift heavy things with another person's help. So for the professional fishing athletes out there, here's the take home. Thinking of yourself as an athlete can help you minimize and prevent injuries. Here's another key idea. 
There are two major types of injuries. Injuries from repetitive motion, like picking fish or handling line, and injuries due to major stress events on the body, like a fall. Most injuries also occur in just a few places, like the hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, and back. It's also important to remember your upper body is heavy. Lifting with your legs instead of your back is always best. Also, try to avoid twisting your torso or reaching when you're carrying something. Turn and move your body instead and try to lift heavy things with another person whenever possible. Finally, take breaks whenever you can. Even a micro break of just a few minutes here or there is your body's best opportunity to repair damage and let you fish another day. Join us for part two of the Fishing Forward premiere to hear from people working on boats and in the fishing industry. We'll be learning how they've implemented ideas for making their job safer on their own vessels. Thanks for joining us today. In this episode, you heard from Dr. Laurel Kinsel at Oregon State University and Dr. Don Bloswick from the University of Utah. Fishing Forward is a production of the Northeast Center for Occupational Health and Safety and Coastal Roots Radio at the University of Guelph. To connect with us, visit us on the Fishing Forward podcast webpage at www.coastalroots.org forward slash fishing forward pod. Though we do our best at bring you accurate information and lived experiences in this podcast, please remember that all of the health-related information presented here is the opinion of the interviewees and should not be interpreted as licensed medical advice. As always, talk to your physician about your own health needs and circumstances. Fishing Forward is funded by the Northeast Center for Occupational Health and Safety. We also receive support from the Alaska Marine Safety Education Association, Oregon State University, Fishing Partnership Support Services, the Maine Coast Fishermen's Association, the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, the National Occupational Research Agenda, Agriculture, Forestry, and Fishing Council, and the Local Catch Network. Stay sailing.